0: Encounters that change the trajectory of our lives and take us from realms of ordinary to realms of of glory happen just like that. God does not give us notice. He doesn't say, well, in two weeks, in three weeks, in one month, I'm going to do. No, it's just like that. Your life can change totally. You can go from muddy earth where you're like a pig in the earth and you look at yourself even you are ashamed of yourself you can go from there to realms of glory just like that just like that and even you don't recognize yourself just like that these things happen in a moment in a moment life transforming experiences they happen just like that the reason the world, the reason a large section of the church does not know this, what I'm saying to you right now, cannot experience it is because we are so dense in our minds and in our spirit. We're so committed to the world. We're so committed to what we know. And we are so afraid of the unknown. God says, Step out. And we say, ah, I don't know what's out there. God says, Step out. Step out into the world of the spirit. Be ready, be willing from the time of old everyone who's ever worked with god had to be willing to step into the unknown and when you step into the unknown you will know the difference you will know the difference you you don't need somebody to tell you you will know the difference i pray you step into god's unknown today in this season of your life i pray you step into god's unknown where you are radically transformed, radically changed, and suddenly you begin a new journey. God begins a new walk in your life that takes forever to document. That takes forever to document. It will be so. It will be so. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You look like you're tired. You can't, you can't afford to get tired. When we were leaving the party yesterday, I know the, the party was just getting started. You guys, I saw you beginning to boogie down. You know, the one, the one thing that breaks my heart in those gatherings, the only thing that ever breaks my heart in those gatherings is I wish people would just be like that in the house of the Lord. I wish they would just be like that in the house of the Lord. Why is it that we think the only place where we can have great fun is only out there in a social gathering. Why is it? Why do we think that? I have so much fun but then I look and I see people are so free. They are so happy. They are dancing. They are rejoicing. I think, why can't they be that way in God's house? The devils put them in a hole. The devils bound them. They feel like when they come into the house of God, they have to be bound. There have to be in a straight jacket like you know we have to be a certain way because the certain if, if we are like that that's the way you know maybe you know maybe holy yeah that's the way god will be god will be please i don't want to i don't want to so we have a dichotomy lifestyle i tell you so god cannot move in our lives he can't move because there are places in our lives where we have said god you know, I'll be myself here. I'll, have, I'll let go. And the only way God can move in your life is when you let go. And if the only places where you let go are in social gatherings, I mean, I, then, you know, people are going, and I mean, my goodness. But then you come into the house of God, and the Spirit of God is moving, and He's saying, let go. Let, and you go, no. 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 The Lord is in his temple. Let the world be silent before. That's the only scripture some people know. I need you more and more to get out of your mind. I need you more and more to get out of your mind. Get out of your mind. We have to get out of logical reasoning. We have to get out of worldly attitudes. We have to yield and let go let go if you are going to roll, roll if you are going to jump, jump, if you are going to whatever you are going to be, just be yourself but don't come into the presence of God and be a different person come on now come on I don't care whatever you want to do, do but do it right here where the spirit of God can take hold of you He can do amazing things with you do it, you see here we we encourage dance, have you seen all the jumping and dancing these Akron people were doing today Eh? Yeah. Yeah. If you have not exercised in several months, you got exercise today. You saw what is? This, this is jumping and dancing. But now, I see some of you jumping and dancing in your social meetings out there. But then, when you come here and they say, "Let's jump, let's dance, let's praise," then you go. Hum, 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 hum. That's wrong. The devil has you in a he has you in a bind. This is where you need to jump. Yeah. This is where you need to shout. And the worst thing about it is we raise our children in this same hypocritical way. So the children grow up and begin to act that. You say, what's wrong with you? Why do you do that? And in their mind, they are thinking you because I I watch you all my life. This This is what you've done all your life. I've seen you since I was a little child. I see what you do at home and I see what you do in church and there are two opposite things. That's exactly why I'm the way I am. I see how you talk when you are out there. And then I see how you talk when you come into the house of the Lord. And I know the difference. You are two opposite people when I see you. I've been watching you. Some, someone says, when do you you meet my children? I say, yeah, they are te- I'm telling you what your children are saying. You don't know it. And the, the reason they start act, you see at some point they start acting out. What they are doing is they are showing you the hypocrisy. It's time to get out of our minds. It's time to get out of the spirit of the world. Right? Whatever. Let's, let, let's see the presence of God as where there is liberty yes. to do everything. Well, let's be us. Let's be ourselves. Yes. Why do we have to come and play games and act a certain way here? Because we think that's what's acceptable. I'm done with being trying to be acceptable. Uh, at the end of the day, who, who cares? You can mark my script if you want, but you don't put food on my table. You are not the one who provided that last blessing. That last breakthrough the Lord gave me, you did. You had nothing to do with it. So, hey, wait a minute. What is my business trying to impress you? I don't care about impressing you. I don't care what kind of preacher you think I am. It doesn't matter to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just excited. To be me and to be in the presence of God and to have the power of Almighty God demonstrated every day in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why I don't care. I'm done I'm trying to please anybody. That season of my life is over forever. I'm done with it. From here on is glory. Glory. <laughs> I tell you and there is glory God wants to get involved In every area of your life God wants to show himself strong The Bible says The world has been crying And waiting for the manifestation Of the sons of God God wants to show through you What he can do Amen Amen I so rejoice with uh, the Akron Church. We're celebrating 11 years. Hallelujah. 11 years. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So rejoice with that aspect of our ministry. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So rejoice with you. Amen. And I rejoice with you, my dear sister, Sister Ngozi, pastor Tino and i were talking about it please sit down and uh you know it's not often that believers um are that known even in their workplace i mean all these people in her workplace who were talking about her yesterday i mean she's definitely a witness at work at work and after all the testimonies all those things they were sharing uh, one of those ladies walked up to us and started telling us long story. I mean, long, I don't think I remember half of what she said. The only thing I can tell you I remember is I was so impressed. All these things she was saying mean that you carry the word with you. You carry the presence everywhere. That is amazing. I tell you, that is very uncommon. It's very rare. It's, a, it's very rare in this country because people are just wanting to be cute. You know, don't want to be cute. They say, well, you know, it's political, correct. We know we have to be careful. What? To... No. I mean, one of those people was saying, you know, something was that man. She said, no, the Lord didn't say that. Did the Lord say, I said, hey, she said that at work. Ah. People say those kind of things in church, but they don't say that at work. Say, you say you are, you are going to die of something. No, the Lord didn't say that. We don't, re- we don't accept that report. Huh? She said that at work. People don't, people don't say those kind of things at work. Oh, They say those kind of things in church. Especially if they're holding microphone. Or if they are around another Christian, another believer. Why do you think? Ah, I better say the right thing because they think I'm backsliding. Let me just say the right thing right here. <laughs> so I was very blessed by all of that. An Akron Church. You guys are amazing. The word of God calls you guys sons and daughters of Zion. And the word of God says you should keep on rejoicing. You are the rejoicing church. The devil can't shut you down. The only person who can shut you down is you. Huh? The only person who can shut you down is you. The Lord calls you sons and daughters of Zion. And the first thing he said for me to say to you, keep on rejoicing. Keep on rejoicing. Don't take the care. Don't let the devil wear you out. Don't allow the devil to wear you down. Keep on rejoicing. You are sons and daughters of Zion. Satan has nothing on you. He has nothing on you. You are sons and daughters of Zion. You are sons and daughters of glory. Satan has nothing on you. Don't let him lie to you. He has nothing on you. The Lord said, keep on rejoicing. Say those three words with me. Keep on rejoicing. Say those three words with me. Keep on rejoicing. Wherever you are listening to the sound of my voice today, the Lord is saying to you, keep on rejoicing. Satan has nothing on you. Keep on rejoicing. He said it through his prophet Zechariah. In Zechariah chapter 2 and verse 10. He says, Sing and rejoice O daughter of Zion. For lo, I come And I will dwell in the midst of thee. Say the Lord. (laughs) For lo, I come and I will dwell in the midst of thee. Say the Lord. For lo, I come and I will dwell. So, keep on rejoicing. Satan has nothing on you. Keep on rejoicing. For lo, I come and I dwell in the midst of you. Keep on rejoicing. I'm going to come back here in just a minute. I want to show you a few reasons why you need to rejoice. But back up with me and go to me and go to Professor Zephaniah. Professor Zephaniah said the same thing. In Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 14, he says, sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. (laughs) Then he said in verse 17, God himself is rejoicing over you. He's singing over you. And if God is going to dwell in the midst of you, you better be rejoicing when he comes. That's why I told you all these games people play. One way, out and then one, another way in, you can't do God, you, you miss God. The quickest way for the devil to shut you down is to make you live this double life. It's the quickest way for him to shut you down. He will shut you down. I said he has nothing on you, but if you live that double life, he has something on you. He will shut you down say, I'm coming and I will dwell in the midst of you. So, rejoice and shout and sing. Because he himself is singing over you. He's rejoicing over you. He said, in verse 17, "Say the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over you with singing. He will joy over you with singing. He says somewhere there, I will turn all of your shame and all of your afflictions, I will turn them into fame and into glory. He says somewhere there, I will make you a name and a praise among the people of the earth. So he said rejoice! Keep on rejoicing! Keep on rejoicing. Some said, but how can I rejoice when my life is not together? How can I rejoice when some of my expectations have been disappointed? How can I rejoice when some of the things that I thought by now the Lord would have done, I haven't seen it yet. Well, Prophet Zechariah in this relay race Pass the baton to prophet Zephaniah. And prophet Zephaniah, in this relay race, is turning the baton to prophet Habakkuk. And Habakkuk said, in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17, Even though the fig tree does not blossom, and even though there is no fruit on the vines yet, And even though the product of the olive fails and the fields yield no food. And even though the flock is cut off from the fold and there are no cattle in the stalls. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exalt in the God of my salvation. I will rejoice in the Lord. Even though the fig tree has not blossomed, even though the labor of the olive fell, even though I haven't seen the promise come to pass, yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will joy in the God of my salvation. When the Lord sees you rejoicing, then he says, The Lord himself will become my strength. He will make my feet like Heinz feet. He will make me to walk upon my... That is when you are rejoicing. When you are rejoicing, he will make your feet like Heinz feet. Satan has nothing on you. Satan has something on you if you get into depression. If you get into depression, Satan loves darkness. Satan thrives in darkness. (laughs) When you begin to praise, you turn the light on. When you begin to praise and rejoice in God, you turn the light on. When you go dark and you get into depression, Satan comes in with his forces. You thought he did something before. You haven't seen, like they say, you ain't seen nothing yet. He comes with his forces. He loves it and loves darkness. So rejoice! Make room for praise. Make room for glory. Make room for God. Rejoice! No matter what is going on, keep on rejoicing. Keep on rejoicing. Let's take the baton back from Habakkuk and send it back Zechariah. Zechariah tells us why we should rejoice. He said to them, sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. He tells us why. You have every reason. As a song we used to sing years ago, I I have every reason to be happy. I have every reason to dance. I have every reason to rejoice. Even when nothing is going on well around my life, I have every reason to be blessed. I'm tired of Christians being yo-yo. Up today, down tomorrow. When everything is going right, they look bright and sunny. When there are difficulties, they look dull and morose. You need this revelation in your life. You need this revelation in your life. I said to someone not too long ago, when something crazy happened and the person started to get morose, I said, ah, if something crazy happens and you get morose, the devil will do crazier. That's what happens. No, no, no. You need this revelation. Watch your life. If something crazy happens and you begin to act morose and you get dull and you go dark, the devil will do crazy. He will do more crazy. You think you saw crazy, he will do more crazy. But, if something crazy happens in your life and you begin to dance, you get up and you say, hallelujah, anyhow. Don't let the devil get you down. When that old man comes your way, raise your hands and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. hallelujah. When he sees you doing that, he said, this person is crazy. <laughs> Let's take our crazy somewhere else. Yes! Yes! is said, this person is crazy. Let's take our crazy somewhere else. He said, because this person is crazy. And they will hurt us. So let's go somewhere else with our crazy. That is it. Uh, you need this revelation in your life. All of you who start crying when problems happen, you need this revelation. Because when you start crying, the devil will do more crazy. I tell you, watch. More crazy is going to happen. <laughs> but... If crazy happens, and you begin to sing, and you begin to dance, and you begin to glorify God, and you say, I have no reason, but I'm going to keep praising the Lord. And nothing in the natural, but I know the Lord in the midst of us is mighty. I'm going to keep praising the Lord. When the devil comes back, he'll say, this person is crazy. Let's take our crazy somewhere. (laughs) Let's take it to another family. Let's take it to another family. Then, he goes to another family. You go to the same church and he sees that family morose. Everybody's angry. They are cursing themselves out, throwing light bulb at one another. They (laughs) they curse the children. Spouses curse one another. Ah! He said, we found the right home. He said, come on, troops. (laughs) Come on, troops. Bring all your crazy. Right here, this is our new home. And from that moment, they will camp out in your home. From that moment. Many of you wonder why your families. You seem to go from this crazy level of attack to another crazy level. Another is because you handed the key to your household, to Satan. You gave the key to your household. One parable in the gospel. The Bible says the man got up in the night when he went to sleep. He planted good seeds. When he woke up in the morning, he saw good plants and bad plants. And he said the enemy had done this in the night when you give Satan the key to your household, he will wreck that household. It's just a man, he will wreck it. He will wreck it. You see people saying in their families, you see one spouse saying to the other. So you you think you think now because I go to church, you can talk to me anyhow. I'm going to show you that before I started going to church, I was a crazy woman. You and I, we will die in this house today. Ha! When the devil hears that, say, good. He say, glory to God. He said, troops, come. Come, there's crazy happening here. Bring more crazy. And then the man too will say, you. And then they use the B word. They use the crazy words. They say, you. If not, that Jesus saved me. If not, that by now, I would have taken off your neck. I would have started with your neck. I will cut your neck to pieces. Now, all the children are sitting down there, listen, they are watching this movie. <laughs> hey, You know the biggest crazy? The biggest crazy is Satan will say, when he brings all his troops, he will say, don't just mess up the man and the wife, mess up the children. Let's take over the next four generations. It's exactly what's going on. Let's take over the next four generations. All those little children who were watching these movies, they jump into them. And before you know it, one day they are playing amongst themselves. One of them says to one of the siblings, if not because of what Jesus, you think because I go to church you can talk to me anyhow? Today I will show you what I was before I, I came into Christ. And then the other siblings too will take over the baton. We'll say, yes, really? If not because Jesus said, today I will cut your neck. Then you start hearing children say, I will cut your neck. Crazy, already took over that generation. The way you give Satan the key, you give him access to your future forever, is open up the door into your life, into your family, and let him take over. But, when you see Satan walking, and instead of fleshing out, getting into, into the flesh, one of you has the mind of Christ. One of you has the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ said, be ye forgiven always. Tender-hearted. See, tender-hearted is the mind of Christ. Well, people say, well, in the world, if you are tender-hearted, they will take advantage of you. No. Not not, not if you are working with Jehovah God, Amen. not if you are working with Jehovah God, because Jehovah God is the man of where He will fight your battles. Amen. When you align with Jehovah, do you know how many battles Jehovah God will fight for you? Jehovah God will see to it that your life is settled. Jehovah God will see to it that all your adversaries will will collapse for your sake. Jehovah God will see to it that every opposition, the Bible says many afflictions are of the righteous. They belong to the right, but out of them, the Lord delivers him from all of them. He preserves his bones. Not one of them is broken. But what is the key? It's exactly what Paul and Silas did. Hmm? They beat them, they, but they didn't get in there, in that thing, and start crossing one another out. In Acts chapter 16, their backs were bleeding. They were hurting. They were uncomfortable. Do you know, Satan can make you uncomfortable. You need this revelation. Satan can create embarrassing situations around your life to make you uncomfortable. I walk with the Lord now for a while, so I, I, I learned a, I've learned a number of tricks. He beat me a few times. He floored me. It, it's the mercy of God that kept me. He pulled me out of that miry clay. It was the mercy of the Lord. But when I grew up, I learned. I learned a few things. Satan will embarrass you to destroy you. He will embarrass you to make you uncomfortable. He will create situations around your life where you get up. You don't, you don't even have a prayer. You don't know how to pray. You are this person who used to pray in tongues every day, every minute. Suddenly now you don't know how to pray. But if you get up, Paul and Silas, instead of beginning to fight themselves in prison, do you know that was a very difficult situation? They just cast out this demonic spirit from this girl. They cast out that demonic spirit. And then the demonic spirit said, jail them. Took them in prison and locked them up. They were very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. But in their discomfort, they didn't start fighting one another. They said, you know what? What do we need to do? Let's praise the Lord here. There was no music. Let's praise. They started praising God. They started jumping. They started dancing. They started rejoicing. They started, and God says, I, if when you do that, I will come in your midst. The Lord in the midst of you is mighty. He will show himself mighty when you start doing that. So then guess what? The Lord came as they started rejoicing, as they started dancing, the Lord came and suddenly earthquake. Suddenly, earthquake. You know what would have happened? If they put both of them in prison and they started arguing, they started fighting, they would have died. They would have killed them in that prison. Satan would have made sure they got killed in that prison. They started rejoicing. Hallelujah. Anyhow, don't let the devil get you down when that old man Raise your hands. Praise the Lord. Ah, Your back is bleeding, oh. Your back is bleeding. Your back is bleeding. But you keep going. You keep praising Him. The Lord in the midst of you will become mighty. (laughs) This is the, you need this revelation. When you get a report, medical report, it's true, they saw that thing they said they saw in your body. Don't start cursing the doctor. The doctor didn't put it there, he's only telling you what he saw. You are in the doctor's office, he's telling you, I saw this thing. You start cursing, curse. God God curse you, you will never. No, the man, the man is just telling you what they saw. Wait, wait, when you get that, okay, that's what you saw, okay. My God can turn it around though, and I believe he will turn it around. And so you do a little praise before you leave his office. I believe my God will turn it around. And then as you leave the office, don't let worry and doubt take over. You begin to rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then the Lord in the midst of you, mighty. Mighty. He said, I will be a wall around you. He said. I will surround you with my wall of fire. I will be the glory. I will be the glory in your midst. That's why he told them rejoice. Just rejoice. In Zechariah chapter two, verse five. Before he told them in verse in verse ten to rejoice. In verse five, he said, "For." I say the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire round about. I will be the glory in the midst of her. I will be the glory. Mm. I will be the glory in the midst of her. I will be a wall of fire. I will be a wall of fire. I will be the glory in the midst of her. Then he said in verse 8, for thus saith the Lord of hosts, after the glory, now you gotta, uh, you've, you've got to hear this right, because we don't have this translation. I know we don't have it, the complete standard, um, Bible version, but I'm going to read it out to you. He said, for thus saith the Lord of hosts, after the glory has he sent me unto the nations. <laughs> I- After the glory has he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you. They spoiled you but after his glory he sent me to walk for you. He said, for he that touches you touches the apple of my eye. After the glory the complete standard Bible CSB version He says, in pursuit of his glory. I love it. In pursuit of his glory. In pursuit of his glory. He sent me. In pursuit of his glory. God is in pursuit of his glory. The summary of our lives... The summary of our ministry. The summary of our apostles. The summary of everything we do. Is in pursuit of his glory. Is in pursuit of his glory. Is in pursuit of his glory. God would do anything. In pursuit of his glory. That's why he said in Isaiah chapter 43. You were created for my glory. I will give up Seba and Egypt for your sake. I will give up men in exchange for your life. Hallelujah. He said you were created for my glory. He said. You were created for my glory. Zechariah said in pursuit of his glory. In pursuit of his glory. He sent me. He sent me. You are the apple of his eyes. You are the apple of his eyes. God is jealous. Over his glory. I'm going to wrap this up in a minute. God is jealous over his glory. When you look at your life today, and look at your mission, look at your ministry, look at different things going on, you can look at certain things in your life and say, ah, there used to be better days. There used to be better days. Akron Church is in transition. For a few weeks, You guys had to go into your meeting place there, and you had to tear down, had to get in transition. The owner sold the mall. Now you have to believe God and get a new place. I remember on one of those Mondays, exactly two months to today, May the 10th, so maybe one day off, I went in there. To pray, and I saw all the things, all the work, the park, the, this, this, did all this work, getting ready for transition. <laughs> and when I was in there looking at it, I took a few pictures. I saved those pictures for posterity. I took a few pictures after praying, and I heard the voice of the Lord in Haggai chapter 2. Verse 3 says, who is left among you that saw this house in our first glory? Say, how do you see it now? Is it not in comparison as nothing? How do you see it now? People go, there used to be better days than this. I remember there were times in my life, life was much better. And then I wasn't even serving God as much. I had more money. I had friends who like me. Today, I I, I don't know which friend like. (laughs) (laughs) I could trust my family. Today, I don't know which one in my family I can even trust. (laughs) There, There used to be better days than this. Who is left among you that saw this house in its first glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? (laughs) Oh, man, there have been seasons like that in my life. When I looked at the house, and it looked in comparison like it was nothing he felt wretched, he felt ugly, broken. And in those moments, you look all over the place for God. You think, God, I've been serving you, I gave you my life, I gave you my best, where are you? You look everywhere. If you listen carefully in those moments, he will say to you, "I am in the midst of you. The Lord in the midst of you is mighty." In the midst, in those, if you are listening, but unfortunately, in those moments, it's difficult to listen. If you were listening, you will hear the voice of a saying, "Even though the olives don't bear, there are no figs on the tree yet." You will hear if you with you, but it's difficult many times to listen. So you go, "Where is God?" I feel like an object of shame and embarrassment. But if you are listening, you will hear the Lord say, I will turn all your shame and I'll turn it into glory. And I will give you a name and a fame in the place of your shame. If, if, but it's difficult many times to hear. And then I'll remember I'll buckle up and keep on going and keep on going. And, and suddenly one day the Lord will remind me and say, do you remember? When you ask, where is the Lord? And the Lord will say, what say you now? I say, Lord, I see you everywhere. I see you everywhere. The glory of the latter house. Even when it looks like, in comparison, it is nothing. When you stand in those moments when it looks like, it's all faded. The glory of the latter house will far surpass the former. All those boxes that were packed, equipment put in the corner, put in storage, you move, you, and you. in comparison, you look back and it feels like it's nothing. And the Lord said, hey, listen, the glory of the latter house what I am about to do will blow your mind. It will it will literally blow your mind. What I am about to do will literally blow your mind. He said it will literally blow your mind. He said the silver is mine. The gold is mine. I help a certain, I think she was saying something like this during the offering. What's that scripture again? You quoted from some one Find it for me. Please put it up. The silver. God is going to bring silver to you. Amen. God is going to. Now, now listen to me. That's because you are in pursuit of his glory. That's because you are in pursuit of his glory. When you are in pursuit of the, of the glory of God, God is jealous over you. God will bring success into your life that is unprecedented. You will experience God like people in your generation have never, ex- I'm telling you now, I'm telling you. God will busy himself, he will get involved even in the very little irrelevant situations of your life. God will say, I'm here. Do you, do you, do you feel me now? I remember when I stood and I said, where is God? And God will come, and He'll just hover all over you. He'll just He'll just hover all over you, and and He'll say, He'll go. Can you feel me now? <laughs> the glory of the latter. Hear me. Hear me. When your life is in pursuit of His glory. I'm telling you, the glory of the latter house. He said, the silver is mine. The gold is mine, saith the Lord. Verse 8, verse 9. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. Wait, but in verse 3, he asked them, who among you saw? Does it not look like nothing in comparison? They said, the glory of the latter house. Watch out for what the Lord will do in your midst. The Lord will carry you on eagle's wings. The Lord will take you places where you've never dreamed. Eyes have not seen ears have not heard it has not yet entered into the heart of man the things that the lord has prepared for them that love him those that are called by his name those that are in pursuit of his glory the lord will take you up the lord will lift you up the lord will elevate you you will become the admiration. You will become the desire and the delight of all nations. The Lord will elevate you. Men will seek to have a family like yours. People will seek to have a household like yours. People will seek to have children like yours. People will seek to have families like yours. People will seek to have businesses like yours. People will seek to have ministries like yours. People will seek the glory of this latter house when i get done god say i'm working on it god say daughter son don't worry be patient some of you have been looking at the rags and you thought there was a time when i had better clothes than it. god say, i'm working on it watch i'm working on it i'm working on it some people look and said there was a time when i had more good news Everywhere looks is. Everywhere around me looks like it's one bad news after the other. God said, "Watch, I'm working on it. I'm working on it." The glory of this latter house, ah, the glory of this latter house, it will beat anything you have ever seen. I used to have a secure job. You said my future seemed well planned out. Where is it all gone? What happened? to my life, God says, son, daughter, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You just stay in pursuit of my glory. Stay in pursuit because the glory of this latter house will far surpass the former down. Let me close this out. Ha la <laughs> We are set up for glory. We're set up for something big. Something outrageous. Something glorious. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 Let's close this out. What was the first message? first message was keep on rejoicing. What was the second message? Second message was, the glory of this latter house will be greater than the former. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. What is the third and the last message? Help me say this to your neighbor. Be spiritual. Be spiritual. Let me tell your neighbor, say be spiritual. Be spiritual. Say, say be say Be spiritual. Now say this, or let's expand it a little bit. Say say don't be worldly. Don't be, worldly. Be, spiritual. be spiritual. Say, don't be logical. Don't be, logical. Be, spiritual. be spiritual. Say, don't be carnal. Don't be, carnal. Be, spiritual. be spiritual. Let me break this down for in just two minutes here and then close this service. <laughs> everything that we're still going to dance for thanksgiving right we're we're doing thanksgiving aren't we you people have song and everything because yes yes i mean song that people can do more exercise we we all have that grace today we will dance and as we're dancing for you we're dancing over the akron Church too we will we will dance we will rejoice we have every reason to be happy What hasn't the Lord done for you? What hasn't the Lord done for you? You have every reason. You are alive. You are healthy. You are strong. You have a great future. And now, I just told you in this service, Satan has nothing on you. He has nothing. <laughs> Satan has nothing on you. He don't be huffing and puffing. He would just be huffing and puffing. I'm gonna get you. He has nothing on you. He's a liar. He's a fake. He has nothing. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna. You think you think you blooded me? I'm gonna come. There is no comeback for you, Satan. No, come Satan. Let me tell him, Satan. No comeback for you. Let me tell him one more time, Satan. No, you have lost forever. You have lost forever. This will be so in your life if this revelation that I'm sharing with you becomes real. He lost forever. He can never again get you, ever. He He lost forever. He lost forever. He can't bring you down. He can't take your job. He can't destroy your family. He can't own you. He can't steal from... No, he lost for... He lost! He lost for him. See, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. That is before you got revelation. Don't misunderstand that scripture. That's before you came into Christ... You came into Christos. Before you came into Messiah. Satan comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. Once you come into Christ from that moment is abundant life. Your portion is abundant life. Your portion is not still killed. This From the moment you come into Christ and get this revelation. Now, coming into Christ, getting revelation is is part of... You remember when he said, he asked them, who do men say that? I I know you are tired. Close. Help me close. Somebody say... Close, we help you close. Close, Pastor, close. <laughs> close, someone say, Don't do you're preaching off. We got the word for today. It's time to let's please let's go home. <laughs> do you remember when he asked them, say, Who do men say that I am? This one said, You are John the Baptist, you are Jeremiah, you are Elijah, you are Elisha. He said, But who do you say that I am? He said, Some say you are the Christ. You are the And from that moment, he said, flesh and blood. You know, from this moment onward, from this moment, I, this church, I build it on this, and the gate, what? The gate of shall. From the moment of revelation, from the moment of revelation, all these people they were all going to church together. But when he said, "Who do men say that I am?" Some of them say, "You are." Je-. They were in church, oh, but they were calling him Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> right just even in your bible right he was the christ he walked with them for years he said but who do men say that i'm so some of them say you are jeremiah they say some of them but amongst them two they think he's probably like jeremiah when he said but who do you say that i the son of man are?" only one only one spoke peter say so you are the christ the other people say, "Ah, it's true. You are the Christ." But until Peter said it, they thought maybe it's, Jeremiah. <laughs> maybe it's Jeremiah. And from that moment, he said, "Flesh and blood." Listen, this revelation will change your life forever, forever. The moment you catch that revelation, I'm in Christ. Satan cannot; he can't touch your life. He cannot. It, I mean, it cannot touch my life. It can't. No accident, no sickness, no premature death. It cannot touch your life. It cannot. You are the only one who can give it to him. It can't touch your life. Somebody say, Pastor, we got it. Please, let's close now. <laughs> the revelation is good. It's complete. Can we go home now, please? Yes. Let's go home. Be spiritual. Let's close there. Be spiritual. The only way God will be able to perform all his work in your life is that you are spiritual. What does it mean to be spiritual? To be led, committed to the Holy Spirit. Don't be worldly because the Bible says worldliness is enmity with God. You can't do both. You cannot do both. Some people think, I'll be worldly some days. I'll be spiritual some days. If you do that, you are giving Satan, you haven't given him the master key, but you are giving him key to some of the some of the rooms. <laughs> you didn't give him the master key, but he has key to some of the rooms. And you know what? Those rooms you give him, you say, well, if I don't give him the master key, how will he get into the house? He will break the roof. He's a thief. He breaks roofs. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't come illegally. No. Oh mm. Tell your neighbor for me. Help me. Say this. This is probably one of the most important things you get from this. service. Tell your neighbor. Say, be spiritual. spiritual. Say say, be spiritual. You have to be spiritual. You have to be. Let's close. Let's close. Put up that scripture for me. Please. Help me. Put it up. Let's close there. 1 Corinthians, Corinthians 2 from verse 5. Be spiritual. Let's close here. Be spiritual. Verse 6. Verse 7. Verse 8. Verse 9. But as it is written, eyes... Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Verse 10. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit. Pay attention to verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. There is a spirit of the world. There is a worldly spirit. You don't know this, but you need to know. We have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is of God, so that we may know. That word know there is the word, have a revelation knowledge of the things that are freely, listen, that are freely given to us of God. There's some people who will never lay hold on a lot of things that are freely given to us of God, just because instead of being spiritual, they are worldly. There are a lot of people that will never lay hold on the things freely given to us of God, just because instead of being spiritual, they are worldly. They are directed by the world. Their impulses are the world. Do you know there are many people who are living their lives based on what they are seeing on television? Do you know that? Do you know a lot of movies are directing some people's lives? They've watched this movie, they know it so well, they know how it went, they know how it started, they know the middle of it, they know the end, they know. And then when things begin to happen in their life, they actually start playing it out based on the movie. The person who put that movie together was not inspired by the Holy Spirit. And when the image in that movie gets into you, and it becomes your expectation, there are some people, do you know, (laughs) there are some people who died young because they saw it somewhere, that someone with their kind of star, star, what are those stars? They talk in the world. Uh, uh, No. they usually die at 42. They? And you know, some people die because of that. For real. And you can't break spiritual law. Don't be worldly, be spiritual. Kim Kardashian does not hear from the Holy Spirit. I'm serious. Excuse me for using the name. She's just I'm just using that example. Neither does Kanye West. Or Julia Roberts. Or Nicolas Cage. They don't hear from the Holy Spirit. So when you are spiritual, you know where to draw a line. You can enjoy entertainment from the world without allowing entertainment from the world to take you over. Because when you become worldly and the movies in the world and the music in the world and all the entertainment in the world is what begins to rule your life you will go the same way they go you will go i'm telling you you will go the way they go yeah, you can you can't escape it you cannot escape there's no escape the only way you get everything freely ordained for you in Christ is that you are you can enjoy worldly entertainment without aligning to take over. But the only way you do it is you have to be spiritual. You can't you can't you can't do it being worldly. If you are if you do it worldly, the devil will trap you and destroy your life. LeBron James doesn't hear from the Holy Spirit. He's a great athlete and I love him. I watch him. is you know I mean you know you all know. But Time comes, he plays the game. I enjoy that. Time comes, he starts talking to the man upstairs. Uh, sh- 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 you don't know, sh- sh- shut up. You don't know what you are talking. He's not the man upstairs. His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, my Messiah, my Savior, my Deliverer. Don't go there. You are not my pastor. You know nothing in the Word of God. I love our President, but he doesn 't hear from the Holy Spirit, So we pray for him, we do our part but but if you says something and you hear him say something don 't say even the President said it it doesn 't mean anything, whether the current one or the former one. the former one is the one who used to say two Corinthians there 's nothing like that it 's not two Corinthians. There's no two Corinthians in the Bible. It's it's second Corinthians. (laughs) So, if you hear the president, even the president calls it two Corinthians. He doesn't know what it's (laughs) called. It's not your prayer. It's my prayer, it's our president. But he's not, it's not, he does not hear from, the Holy Spirit didn't tell him to call it two Corinthians. Or somebody who suddenly says, you know, you know, God, in any way, any way, you know, any way you think you are created, you know, when you discover, you know, you may discover, you may think you were born a girl, but actually you grow up to a point, truly, maybe, yeah, you know, maybe at some point you discover, no, you are actually not a girl, you are a boy, you know, uh, uh, you didn't hear from the Holy Spirit. You didn't hear from the Holy Spirit. So, now to draw the line. Be spiritual. Be spiritual. Your ungodly friends cannot determine your direction. I don't care how much money they have. What kind of families they come from. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? No celebrity. They can't determine how you begin to live. You pattern the clothes. Oh, yeah, this celebrity, you know, they sell this, they sell that. Yeah, yeah, that is. No, you can't. They are not, they are not. Be spiritual. Nowhere to draw the line. I believe the Bible. The Bible is the word of God. The Bible is the standard by which I live my life. Be spiritual. Let's close our service stand to your feet everyone please stand to your feet father we thank you for your holy word we bless you for your holy word somebody say i don't have the spirit of the world i have the spirit of christ say it i don't have the spirit of the world i have the spirit of christ you already know that it says that it says it says, it says that to be carnally minded is death he said but to be spiritually minded is life and peace to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded so to be worldly minded is death to follow the way of the world is death you will end up in death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace I believe it's Romans 8 somewhere five something whatever to be carnally minded is death to be spiritually minded is life and peace somebody say I'm spiritual I'm led by the spirit of God I'm not influenced by the spirit of the world I'm not influenced by the carnal spirit of the world I am led by the spirit of God I am led by the spirit of God And because I'm led by the Spirit of God, I have abundant life, I have Zoe life, I have overflowing life. Because I am born of the Spirit of God, I'm in pursuit of his glory. Because I'm in pursuit of his glory. The Lord in my midst is mighty. He's mighty. He's mighty. Satan has nothing on me. The glory of my latter house will far surpass the former. There's greater glory ahead of me. I see glory ahead of me. Where I am going, eyes have not seen it. Ears have not heard it. It has not yet entered into the heart of man. I see glory and I'm going to glory. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your precious people. Thank you for visiting us in this service. We feel you. We feel you. We heard you. You talked to us heart to heart like a father and a mother does with their beloved children. You imparted life to us. Our lives will never be the same again. We had an encounter with you through your word. Our eyes became open. You took the scales off. Every mask was removed. You launched us into the next season of our glory. We will never go back. We will never go back. We thank you, Father. We bless and we magnify your holy name. You alone are worthy to receive it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen.